The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, I'm here. I was I was standing up. I was I was uh, reading over the article in the uh, Weekend Gardener magazine, uh, "Guide to Composting" by Mike Rayley. And uh, how does that feel? That's great. You That's get great. Uh, get get Brother Rufus over there to. Uh, Sign you up, Miss Ann, Phil, wherever you. Oh, we got Monica Wood on the phone. Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. You know who else we have here besides? Yes. Uh, we got Phil Franklin. No, you hey, don't. Monica. Hey, Mr. Franklin. He's sitting here. He said, "Hey, Mr. Franklin. Today you can call him Phil. Yes. Call him Phil today. Well, yeah. We miss you. Well, I miss you too, Monica, very much. <laughs> All of you out there. Phil has never been out. Now he he last worked for WPTF in 1985. Yes, and that we were down. That was two years before we moved out here. We were on Salisbury Street, right? Then. 410 South Salisbury Street, right across from the Sir Walter Hotel, the back of it. And uh, yeah, so Phil hadn't been out here, so we've been trying to get him out here for a while. We got him out here. That's great. Thanks to Phil Campbell. So we're. I want to make sure. I was so glad that you were were working today. Yes, me too. So you got um, you got uh, big doings going on out there today. We do. We've got the fall craft fair in full swing, and I mm. tell you, so far it is a gorgeous morning to come out and shop the fall craft fair. And with the the trees right now are at just, I guess, at the optimum color that they can be, and they are awesome. So it definitely looks like fall out here as you're walking through the market. And um, the leaves are falling and just the most beautiful colors um, surrounding all the craft vendors down there. And uh, lots of wonderful homemade crafts here. Um, Shop local, you know, this holiday season and always, for that matter, and support all these folks. They've worked hard to to create some very unique little um, decorative items, a lot of items that have purpose um, that you can use in your home or garden and I tell you, you walk through there and you realize just kind of what you can do out of nothing. Some folks take a little bit of nothing and make something really unique. Monica, those uh, those trees, if I may ask, those trees that are up near the the uh, one of the exits to the market, uh, I, I think there are maples. They're the most gorgeous trees this time of year I, I've seen anywhere in the area. We've had some really good color this year. I, I noticed that going to Pittsburgh yesterday. 
and the ones that are down near the event center area that's between the farmer's building and the seafood restaurant, right now they are showing off. It's almost like we put out decorations and colored them for the craft fair for the, <laughs> to give that fall backdrop. And we've, I've seen people like walking around all over the market this week taking pictures. Um, so it's a beautiful sight right now. Yeah. So you got a lot of vendors out there this morning for the craft show? We do. We've got all of our regular vendors, of course. And then for the craft fair um, throughout the weekend, we've got right around 100 vendors showing up. Um, and, wow. And like I say, you can get that holiday shopping and should be able to finish up with all the different things you have to choose from. Do you uh, have that sorry old Gerald Adams out there selling we lights? Do. <clears throat> he right. is here in all of his glory, right? In glory, yeah, because he is <laughs> he is lit up. He does. He's got some really unique um, painted bottles um, with the lights in them. Very pretty, and um, that's a, make a great gift. I know he's got some with cardinals on them and lighthouses and all sorts of things. And we've got some folks that have done like for the garden. They're so unique. They've taken old dishes or bowls, candy dishes, that kind of thing, and have made these yard ornaments. Some of them look like flowers. Oh, they those have are little great. fountains made with them, yep. little bird feeders. Um, very pretty. And um, there's the birdhouses, um, really unique birdhouses, candles, soaps. There are um, quilted items. We have someone that has made flags out of different types of barn wood. Um, gosh, the list just goes on. All sorts of jewelry. We have some specialty food um, folks here this weekend also with their little homemade goodies. And, oh, gracious, what else do we have? Um, someone that does wood turn bowls. And they're really unique. And um, floral arrangements. We have woodworking of all kinds. We have pottery. Um, different kinds of baskets that are homemade as well and ornaments. Uh, I've already mentioned birdhouses. Oh, wreaths. We've got some beautiful wreaths down there. So come on out. I think you could find something for everyone on your list. Oh, doll clothes. There's a lady that makes these really cute doll clothes. And then somebody else is making doggy clothes. Some of the cutest little outfits for your little your little companions there. Um, Phil and uh, Johnny Coley have chickens. Are any uh, anybody making chicken clothes out there? <laughs> well, I don't think so. Little you caps or some something. Of those dog outfits work. I don't know. <laughs> something for their uh, whatever you call the top feathered feathered friends. Yeah. What, what's yeah. Uh, what's on top of their head? Uh, the comb. comb. Yeah. Or I tell you what, if if, if they talk to her, she'll probably make a design just for their chickens. Yeah, I mean you could make a little, you could make a little toboggan for their combs. Yeah, that would be cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, Airbus or something, I don't know. Johnny, how I would uh, do you think your wife would would enjoy giving your chickens that for Christmas? Yeah, that way the cone wouldn't freeze when it That's gets right. I think it's very practical. <laughs> it is. Hey, you could get one for your goose too. <laughs> You got a goose yeah, out there, don't you? Turkeys, yeah. And uh, peacocks. Of course, they really don't need any dressing up, but but you. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. peacock, I saw one down there who had the most beautiful painting. There's a, um, one of our folks that does paintings, and actually they do portrait paintings as well. Wow. So he's got just some, you know, um, more or less just freelance type things, and he had the most beautiful peacock yesterday that he had painted. And some, I believe the lady that has the glassware has a peacock design, and just so neat. It's just really fun to walk around and see everything that everyone's created. Mm, it is. It's fun to go out to the people. Yeah, makes it even more state fair like out of the farmers market. That's so, right. Yeah. And um, you know, you come out to the market, and there's 
um, free parking. There's it's free admission. You don't have to pay anything to get into the craft fair. You come out and just shop and shop around, and um, you can grab something to eat at one of our restaurants. The State Farmers Market restaurant, of course, is cooking up all of that old-fashioned country cooking today and every day. And um, the seafood restaurant, you can stop by over there and have a Calabash-style seafood meal if you prefer that. Our little market grills cooking up hot dogs. And they're are they, are they back, open, uh, yep. back open, Monica? They are open. They are. And they have got some of the hibachi. Um, they're doing some specials on different days of the week. And they're doing some of their hibachi um, chicken and steak meals. And I tried one of those the other day, and it was really good. But then they're still doing their hot dogs and hamburgers, but they're alternating it around a little bit with some of their um, the days of the week that they have different specials. So a lot of my great food, um, you can walk through and get ice cream, lemonade, um, a lot of other baked goods and fudge and candies available through our market shops area. Of course, you can find fresh seafood and all sorts of meats and cheeses and other dairy products. Uh, three, two, one coffee's in there. Um, grab a hot coffee or an iced coffee. The way the weather is nowadays, you can have a hot one this morning, and by afternoon, you may want an iced one. Um, <laughs> so walk around the market and support everyone. They're all working hard to get all their products here to you. There was a nice article the other day. I think it was in the Triangle Business Journal about 3-2-1 coffee. Yes. It's an amazing thing. NC State students who started that, real entrepreneurs, and they, I think there are uh, special needs folks working for them. The, they, they have a nice program there. They sure are. They've done a great <clears> job um, working with those folks and um, putting them in the job force and, you know, being able to train them and to being able to do a daily, you know, to work in a daily schedule. Right. And, um, those folks are so excited to be here when I they're know. here working. Um, I don't know if you follow them on Facebook, but if you don't do so, because sometimes they'll do little videos and things, and they may be singing or dancing and just having a good time. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Sure and is. Those folks really, we're so glad to have them here. All right. Well, uh, let's get to the apples. Yeah. We'll start with the apples. You got apples. some good ones out there, some that I've never heard before. I bought some from uh, the folks up in Taylorsville, and it, they were, I said, I need something hard and tart. And I thought she was going to give me uh, Arkansas Black and Stamen wine sap, but these were uh, completely different, look different. I wish I could remember the name of them, but gosh, they're coming out with something all the time. Yes, um, they have a large variety of apples um, on the market, all coming in from the North Carolina mountains. And you mentioned some of the, some of the favorites already, but there's Pink Ladies. There's one called Cameo that's one of my personal favorites now. Suji, um, we have, of course, your traditional Golden Delicious, Red Delicious, Rome, and um, the list just goes on and on. Any, I always say for the apples, whatever your taste buds like, they've got it. Sweet or sour, you can find it. Um, they have fresh squeezed um, lemon, not lemonade, apple cider. <laughs> um, they have the apple cider available down on the market as well, and um, you can just get every variety of apple you want because i do believe they have it here yeah they have lemonade out there too don't they we do i think we <clears> i was about, about to say uh, up at the market, market shops shop. <laughs> yeah so uh you what else gold rush uh sweet melissa is listening this morning she said gold rush there is the, a gold rush was the one yeah. that was hard and tart that but it was uh something i'd never heard of before but it's very tasty 
Yes, there's a cream. I think it's Crimson Crisp is another one. The Honey Crisp is one that's yeah. really popular now as well. And um, just the list goes on and on. I know I don't have them all. I have not named them all by no means. Yeah. Do you still have turn? Uh, you got turnip salad. Do you, you still have yeah. uh, Crowder peas? There are still a few here Man, and there. They're getting amazing. a little bit towards the end of the season, though. Um, but we're still seeing a lot of our summer harvest because a lot of our folks still haven't had a, a good hard freeze or frost. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still harvesting some of their peppers and squash, zucchini, green beans even. Um, we still have some tomatoes coming in, eggplant, all of those great things. We're seeing more of the cool season crops starting to show up too, though, like your turnip salad and your collards, cabbage, kale, spinach, all of that we have. Um, we also have some folks doing microgreens and mushrooms. And we have are they little teeny tiny little greens? The little micro greens, yes. And <laughs> well, um, what purpose do they serve? A lot of people use them in their salads, um, or even in their, um, or just garnishing oh, other okay. foods. Um, All right. And well, they're for little people too. <laughs> I guess I, you know, I never, no. I never heard of that. Yes, and so they grow them, and so they're basically like little seedlings in, well, you know, like in the. Folks that are in the greenhouse industry, whenever you're sowing your seed flat, or the, even in the garden, if you're sowing a, a flat of seed, and they grow up and they're the little seedlings, so that's what they have. And whenever mm-hmm. you get ready to buy them, they just give them a haircut, ever how many you want, and then they're selling them by like the little baggies or selling them in little clamshells. How about and, that? Um, they have all different different things. They have yeah. broccoli and cabbage and kale, and they're just the tiniest little things. And yep. so that's the that's a really popular thing right now are the microgreens. A lot of folks are looking for those. Yeah. Okay. Well, eats to his own. They, <laughs> have, nutrients. Um, they have a lot of nutrients in them as well. Yeah. Oh, certainly, yeah. certainly. I just superfood. prefer the the large. What, what were you saying, Johnny? I was saying they're considered a superfood because they are so um, intensely uh, enriched with the, the nutrients. Oh, um, oh, now I didn't they, consider that. Maybe they would be better, but it would just take more. I mean, if I'm going to eat a salad. Yeah, and what did you say? I couldn't understand what you said, Johnny. He said uh, the micronutrients uh, in them are yes. more supercharged. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like more intense, more um, concentrated. That's the word I was looking for. Exactly. Does, does anybody at the panel uh, on the panel buy that? Or I don't buy it. We've grown it, and I've eaten it. <laughs> No, I mean the concept. Oh, by your concept. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Wake up. They're more intense. Monica, I need some help. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we've, we've got all of that. Uh, what about Christmas trees? We will start seeing Christmas trees next week, um, believe it or not. They will start coming in. Uh, we'll probably start seeing a few showing up probably by Thursday, and they'll be set up ready to go by the weekend. Mm. And... It's hard to believe it's that time, but it is. They'll have Christmas trees, all shapes and sizes, wreaths, roping. Um, we're going to have it all, and everybody, everybody's getting ready because I've been getting messages from everywhere where everybody wanting to know when they're coming. Have you cleared out all the pumpkins? We have. Because y'all had a lot of pumpkins out yeah. there. Um, the pumpkin area is clear. Of course, it's full of crafts this weekend, yeah. but um, be full of Christmas trees next weekend. So we're just turning it all over. We do still have some pumpkins here, though, for everybody maybe still wanting to make a pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. Um, some of our farmers up at the other end um, still have some pumpkins available when, you know, little pie pumpkins and that sort of thing. I think some of the Indian rivers I've still seen that folks still have down there. 
And um, so those pumpkin pies and apple pies, got to get those ready for, for Thanksgiving. And, of course, those collard greens to go with it. By yeah. the way, speaking of apple pies, I remember so much in the middle of the winter in the mountains up in Boone, Mama and my grandmother would drag out the dried apples. Now, I tried one time to dry some apples. Mm-hmm. Never was able to successfully do so. Yeah. And my, my grandmother just sort of put it on the screen and put it up in the attic, and there they were. Yeah. I oh, she put them in the attic? Yeah. Oh. Everybody has their own little unique way. Um, my husband's grandmama, she would put them, she would back her car out from under the carport, and she would take um, newspaper or towels, and she would line the back window of her car. With oh, that. She would put yeah. the apples in there. Well, that's pretty intense out, heat there. And they would dry. Perfectly. Yeah. Rufus, there you go. That was her little secret. On Find you a sunny years. spot out on the on your uh, property and and just uh, put right. put them in the back window. That'd be a real conversation piece too if you came yeah. back, came back to town with. Uh huh. <laughs> right. It's really neat to think about all the ways. Let's see, that sorry thing won't even clean up his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does he have apples back there for? <laughs> Apple pieces. I, well. The, uh, you don't have any plant vendors out there this morning, or oh, do you? I do. Oh, great. Um, I was admiring some of the Encore Azaleas um, wow. this week. There's some beautiful Encores down there right now. It's in a Washington. great investment. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, beautiful colors. And, of course, there's shrubbery. There's um, all sorts of shrubbery, trees, camellias. Um, we have still some pansies and ornamental cabbage and kale. Still a few mums hanging on. And um, some decorative pots like with succulents and house plants and that sort of thing. We have a still great selection of plants, but I know some of those folks will be moving out after this weekend because the, the weather's getting colder and also for Christmas trees to come in. Right. So yeah. We're looking some special plants. Come on out and grab them this, this weekend because um, some of them may be gone after Sunday. What is the state, before we get away from Christmas trees, we keep hearing a lot about shortages, certain heights, We've heard that in the last uh, several years because uh, the Christmas tree farmers, at least in North Carolina, yeah. didn't plant a lot during the recession in 08. And they're just still, you know, the trees are still catching up in height. So you have, I guess you have some real big ones and yeah, not as and many so in the middle. There is um, some of the certain sizes. I would say seven to nine, I think, is the ones that have the biggest shortage right now. Right. But- most of our folks still have enough as far as, you know, that they should have a good supply here. It's just as far as having large quantities. Some of our wholesale dealers are struggling with being able to supply all of their yeah. folks. To other um, states. With large numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Just but most to... of our folks here, they a few of our folks that are here wholesale in large quantities to different businesses and things like that, and even some of them sell to, to big box stores as well. But a lot of our guys are more, they supply and, and grow for, for retail. And so they're, you know, growing on, you know, for that. So they'll have those for their customers here. Now, there mm-hmm. still may be some shortages. I don't know if it'll be anything like last year. Um, everyone's saying that we're getting sort of to the end of that shortage. Um, Good. So hopefully in the next couple of years, that'll that'll turn around. So what about the market shops this morning, other than 321 Coffee? talked about the market grill and all the lemonades and things um there's the old-fashioned candies in there and if you are starting to think about christmas gifts um or just something special for someone that may be sick or what have you 
they'll do fruit baskets. They'll fix up a special gift basket full of North Carolina goodies. And um, can't go wrong with that. I think that makes the perfect gift for just for anyone. Yeah, I'd say so. I, Melissa and I tried to eat at the farmer's market restaurant last Saturday, but it was packed. Hmm. And we just didn't have time to wait, so we – plus we were hungry. <laughs> but, so get out there early, I guess, and, and, they can be, and really be patient. on the weekend. Yeah, um, so. especially on a cold morning. There's something about being at the farmer's market restaurant and drinking the coffee and you know, all the fragrances that mm-hmm. go along with a good breakfast. Yes, and they make the best homemade biscuits. Um, made yep. from scratch. If you've not been out and had one, you've got to come and try it, and bring the family out and enjoy one of those one of their country cooked meals. Yeah, that's all I wanted was a link sausage biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I couldn't get it. We'll try again today. Yeah, and you can always, if for some reason you don't have time to stop by and actually eat in, you can always do a to go order with them as well. Oh, and the same with the seafood restaurant. You can order online um, for them, and they'll have it ready when you get here. So um, they have a few different options, and just come out and come hungry. That's one of the biggest suggestions when you're coming to eat at either one of the restaurants because they're both very generous with their portions. Right. Oh, and uh, Super Sod, I think, is has been. Very busy this fall, I'm sure. Yes, they have, um, and they have sod um, any uh, quantity that you would like, and they have the little plot down there. You can stop by and see the different varieties and decide exactly what's best for you. And once you've shopped around the market and you've picked out all the things for your landscape, you can always stop by Market Imports and maybe grab a new container or you know some kind of lawn ornament for your lawn and garden because they have really unique trellises and fountains and that sort of thing as well as a lot of unique home furnishings right on phil anything you wanted to ask monica about the farmer's market uh no not really except i'm just uh, i'm glad to hear your voice monica yeah yes i'm glad to hear yours mr franklin and you've got to get out here we got to come next time that um there's out you need to come and see us then as well we'd love to have you I'll do that. Maybe we'll sneak over there one morning during the week and eat breakfast when it's not so crowded. That's right. Yeah. Good idea. We'll call you and let you know. That is a good point. Let me know when you're coming, and I'll put it on my calendar. We'll do it. All right, Miss Monica, thank you. Yes, everybody come see us. Craft fairs this weekend, and, of course, we're here seven days a week. All righty. We'll see you next time. All right. Have a great day. You too. Monica Wood out of the State Farmers Markets. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 9:28. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 937 WPTF time. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Phil Campbell, Phil Franklin. Phil, Phil Franklin was, uh, you hear on, you'll hear in about, uh, I don't know, 35 minutes on the uh, kind of the retrospective that I have put together over the years. His voice is on there. It's kind of our, our Hall of Fame. But uh, Phil, Phil and I worked together. Uh, when I came there, 75. When did you start, Phil? 71, I believe. 71? Yes. Okay. 
So you were hired by Graham Pointer. I was. Gosh, what a distinction! You, I, I mean, you had to be really good to be hired by him. Well, thank you. I uh, I did uh, a little skit for him on on recording, and uh, in a few days I was on the radio. Yeah. Gosh, that's amazing. So you worked with Bill Jackson. I didn't have Bill died the year before I came there. Yeah, he had uh, he had cancer. Yeah. So what a talented guy he yeah. was. He and was a morning man, and then he was program. He took Graham Pointer's place as right. program director. And Wally Osley did the same thing. He was uh, after Bill left. Uh, Wally was program director for a while. Yeah, uh, I I did work with Wally. Imagine that those guys worked on weekends. Wally and and uh, Bill worked on Saturday mornings. Uh, did the Saturday morning show, then he'd be followed by Wally, you know, Barton, all those guys, Johnny Hood worked on weekends that's why they hired people like me <laughs> to work weekends but that's okay i learned first time i, d- I was on the air i did a an id uh during the uh metropolitan opera on a saturday afternoon <laughs> that was the first time i i was on the air hmm. yeah so and that was you know it felt very important to do a station id so oh yes, I was, I was thrilled yeah. to death to be able to do that. That they would entrust that to me. So yeah, we'll talk a little more about that coming up. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. And uh, so Johnny, uh, what are uh, what are some of the questions that Master Gardener? I don't. I guess y'all do y'all have a Master Gardener line, or do people call you or write you, email you about plant problems? Yeah, I, I usually handle um, all the questions that, that do come into the the office. Uh, don't really have that established yet for the uh, for the master gardener. Sure, to, to I mean do. you you would have to have a lot, really a lot of. Uh, Wake County has that. I'm not sure if it's operating right now or not because of uh, the COVID situation. But at any rate, yeah, uh, yeah. you do get Mark questions. I'm sure. Yeah, you do get questions. What what are some of the, people interested in right now well um that had quite a few of the uh, people were planting their, their turnip patches or salad patches for the fall and um some people have had some issues with them this this year um we, we had such a, a humid warm spell there in october that a lot of people that planted them in, in september uh really did get, get hit with some of the um the foliar fungus diseases that now, what was it you're talking about they planted the what plant? turnip salads the Turn- salad oh okay patches, the greens your, your yeah mixed green salad patches yes sir um yeah so people have had some some issues with with those um that i've looked at uh and that i think that that warm spill in october really did a lot of the cold crops um that they did uh, it did affect them quite a bit, so um, had some some issues with that. Um, a lot of people, you know, as soon as it starts turning cool, they they start thinking about pruning their things and uh, have to step them back and and keep them from uh, <laughs> from pruning too early. Uh, you don't want to prune uh, until the plants at this point are, are good and dormant, so um, it doesn't. Whenever you prune a plant, it's, when it's in the growing season, it's going to encourage new growth. So you don't you don't want to prune it too late in the season. Um, and a lot of people try to try to jump the gun on, on that a little bit. Um, of course, a lot of lawn uh, the lawn questions as far as you know what the what to plant and how to 
treat your your lawns this time of year. Uh, you know, if you a lot of people are switching over to warm season grasses, uh, even in the Granville, Person County area, um, they're, they're switching over from the fescues into the warm season. So it's a different it's a different time schedule for fertilizing. You know, they're used to fertilizing their fescue in the fall, um, and if they <clears> switched <throat> over to a Bermuda uh, or a zoysia grass, then you know it's a, it's it's a different schedule for right. for doing that. So you know, having to switch over uh, that uh, aspect, and also weed control, uh, broadleaf weed control. Um, you know, a lot of the cool season broadleaf weeds. Uh, are controlled in, in the fall. Uh, you can put out a pre-emergent uh, early in September normally for the pre-emergent, but um, some of those I've seen um, chickweed and hembit and, and dead nettle, uh, uh, the purple dead nettle, you know, they're, they're <laughs> with the warm weather we've had, they, they've really taken off this fall. Usually you don't see them make too big of a presence until later uh, in, in late winter, early spring, but uh, some of them have become uh, some, some good sized plants already, and you can do a broadleaf uh, herbicide treatment with those as long as the temperatures are up good enough when when you spray. You don't want to you don't want to spray when it's you know too cool. The weather that's coming up this week probably wouldn't be a good time, but you know uh, glyphosate it needs to be at least above sixty degrees if it's going to be effective. Um, and a lot of the the broadleaf herbicides as well. You don't want to you don't want to spray those when when it's too cool. Uh, to be effective, but you know, just just a variety of different uh, different questions and. Um, yeah, of course, uh, we're approaching a time when fescue would be fertilized around Thanksgiving. That would be. We are, time. yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, you do the first fertilization of the fescue in uh, first of September, uh, usually around Labor Day. Then your second application would be in the um, uh, in the November Thanksgiving time frame, and then your third application mid February. For your fescue uh, lawns, and and speaking of fertilizing, uh, we're coming up close to the deadline of a free soil test at the end of the month. Uh, soil tests become um, uh, four dollars per sample uh, starting the first of December. So if you want to get your soil samples in uh, free of charge, you want to do that before the end of November, uh, and they need to be there uh, before. November 30th or or November 30th because December 1st anything that shows up on the dock over there at uh, the NCBA labs uh, will be charged four dollars so, uh, both both of our offices both Granville and person counties if you bring them into the office we'll see that they get over there but we do ask that you bring them um, you know at least a week uh, the 10 days before that that deadline just to give us time to, to get them over there to the to the lab. Now, where do we actually? We used to be able to go to the extension service and some nurseries and get the boxes, the official boxes that were used. Uh, in lieu yeah. of that, uh, how do we package this and and describe how we actually take a soil test? Well, if you're if you're doing it in your lawn. Uh, if, Per se, we'll, you want to go down at least four to six inches uh, for, for turf samples, and you, you sort of block your your lawn in, in sections. If it's if you want to do it backyard, front yard, or backyard, side yard, you know, you take you make sure you know the area that you're uh, you're taking the samples from, and you want to take samples from probably you know six to eight, depending on the the area, maybe even ten samples from around the area and then combine all of those samples together 
Uh, so you're getting a, a good representation of, of the whole um, area of the of the soil in that space. Uh, so you're not micro um, fertilizing or micro liming uh, the area. You want to get sort of a good representation of, of maybe your front yard and your backyard with you know with one sample. Bring that in if you, if you don't have a box. Uh, the the um, extension centers should have boxes um so you, you can you can bring it in in a you know ziploc bag or or something and then we'll transfer it over to the box um and get your paperwork filled out but yeah some some nurseries do have the boxes i know some southern states uh will have boxes as well um in the two counties uh that i serve but they um yeah that's that's the key is the box and you can print the forms you can print them on online uh, or print them uh, from your home the boxes uh you can't so much so you have to have those but if you just bring them into the office we'll get them transferred over uh get them sent off right now i think it's like maybe 10 10 to 14 day turnaround that will increase uh quite a bit as as the season goes on into the winter because the peak time is from first of december till the end of march and sometimes those they can be four weeks out um during that time so if you get them in now you should get them back in you know a couple weeks at the most get your samples back and then you'll be ready and you can do that even for for gardens if you're doing it in your garden like your vegetable gardens you want to go down six to eight inches you get a little deeper uh in your uh vegetable gardens because it's usually a a tilled area the the plant roots will go down a little bit deeper so uh, you want to take your samples a little deeper uh, and you can do those for your spring gardens now. I mean, if you take your samples now, as long as you don't apply lime or, or fertilizer um, between now and the, the time you plant, you can uh, you can get a pretty good feel for your uh, your fertility in your vegetable gardens now. And and now's a good time to find what the pH is. So if you do need to add lime, uh, that lime can be taken effect because it takes you know you don't put lime out and then next week it's it's you know it's affected your ph it takes you know depending on the soil it can take six to nine months um for that for that lime to uh to react and and get your ph to where it needs to be so uh, it's a good time to, to start planning for spring uh, it's hard to believe that uh, we, <laughs> we need to plan for spring in the fall but that's that's a good time to do it yeah tom is, is a, yeah go ahead rufus what what is a good garden tool to use for digging your sample. I, I've used a hand trowel before. I've used a, a bulb setter, those things that you are about two inches in diameter and you can step on them and dig a, a hole for a bulb. What what would you Yeah, many of us are, are facing uh, clay soil, so it's, yeah. you have to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as Phil mentioned earlier, it's, it's dry right now, so it's, tar- it's, tough, right. it's tough to get down. Uh, you know, that four to six inches can be difficult. Roof is a trial is good. The the bulb um, planner is is another good tool. Uh, we have tools in in our offices that uh, we actually do loan out. Uh, that if you if you need to to borrow one, it's it's a it's a soil sample um, uh, tool that it's about a, a three quarter of an inch, maybe inch three quarter of an inch uh, little um, plug that it takes, and you go down you know the depth that you need to go. I have I have been to um to places and taking a soil sample and they it's hard to get it to, to the depth of four to six inches in, in some turf especially if it's if it's dry so 
uh, sometimes a trial is better than that tool to, to go down. But you know, however, however you you can do it. The main thing is when you when you take your sample is you don't want to have any uh, turf, any uh, roots, and you want soil. You don't want any rocks or any organic. No, no grass. In the sample. No grass with it. No, sir. No grass. No grass. With it. Yeah, you don't want grass clippings and stuff in there. So. Uh, soil only for for testing is best, okay. and and let it dry. If it is, of course, right now we are dry. But if it if it does get wet, um, you want to, you want to let it air dry a little bit. But if it's real soggy wet, you don't want to send in a sample that can throw your uh, throw your readings off some if you if it has if it's too wet. So uh, just let it air dry. You don't want to you know do any. Um, supplemental dry you just you just let it air dry for a couple of days and then then box it up let's go to tom the is a cardboard so yeah tom is waiting for us uh good morning tom hi how y'all doing great thank Thanks. you so much for waiting how can well, we help you well i just had a quick question about a lantana plant that i bought at lowe's this summer and it's in a concrete uh, uh vase outside the front door sitting up you know two or three feet off the ground and it's just done wonderful and with the freeze coming i was curious the best way to protect it because i know it's elevated like that and i didn't know if it had to come indoors or could i heal it in outside with mulch around it or something just to make sure that it doesn't get frozen so i'm assuming this is more of an annual rather than a perennial type lantana it, it, um I tell you the truth i, I don't know if it's do you know you remember what variety it is no, it's the you know fairly dark green leaves and the uh, the little flower petals are like a kind of a reddish crimson kind of color and a little bit of orange mixed in. Oh, sausage with it. and eggs, ham and uh, eggs, ham and eggs. I mean, well, <laughs> or it could be. Is, yeah, that, I mean, is that what you want to have this morning, Dave? Rufus, instead of a hot dog. <laughs> well, I, I'll put it this way: I, I've had Lantana there at, at the old place. For over some of it, I know is fifty years old because I've I've been there forty three years. Yeah, and I you don't don't if you can withstand don't cut it back right right don't cut it back because right. water can get down into the stems and pile a little mulch around it if you can in that cement thing it ought to be all right unless it's one of these yeah. new like now I don't think Chapel Hill. The, the, the version chapel yeah Hill there i think most would, varieties would are, are are annual considered annual phil what what have you found because you sell a lot of different varieties yeah i've seen some of the new gold come back and that's just the solid yellow that's an old older variety mm-hmm. but um it 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 came back in a protected area like it had brick behind it and it was in a in a bed that was uh so in, was the, in sun the sun all day long right uh, the problem with having it in a container up off the ground is the soil around the the roots will probably freeze. Um, right. So you need to, you know, if, if I were going to do anything to it, if I were going to try to save it, I would take it out of the container. I would put it in the ground and just leave it for now, and right. but go ahead and mulch around it and leave it for now, and then um, in the spring when it starts to come back at the at the base of the plant, you can cut it back. Okay, okay. And then just put it back. I can't like it at the front door. It looks good. Well, and and that's really fine nice. because you'll have it cut back enough that you can just – but I, I would I would have to say, unless you're going to move your container somewhere in a protected area, is it in the sun all day? Uh, it's good about half a day sun. 
half a day sun, right. uh, afternoon sun. Right. What you don't want to do, like I said, is for that soil to uh, freeze that's in that container. Okay. Um, All right. So just. Well, I, I thought thought it might come back it, it's good to know that some of them do so I, i'm not that familiar with uh, with flowers you know right They're using shrubs i kind of know but I'm, I'm absolutely ignorant on the flower issues right. yeah I, I was talking when i said they might always come back they're directly in the soil but i, I agree right. with That's phil because right. all that that cold weather gets up under that that container you have it in and, yeah, and around it's, it. it it's just going to freeze like crazy and i'm afraid you lose it Put it in the ground then. Yep, I put it in the ground and mulch it and don't cut it back now. Just, um, you know, give it a fighting chance. It might make it, and then you could put it back in there next year. Well, it's so great to talk to y'all. I've never called in, but I've listened to your show from back in the Tar Heel Gardener days. Oh, wow. It's really... Well, we uh, uh, Phil uh, Franklin is with us, who was actually one of the hosts uh, with with the Tar Heel Gardener, John Harris, uh, who's with us this morning. Thank you. I remember John Harris a lot. He was... was he was good to listen to, and uh, yeah, but for just it. fifteen minutes, it's unimaginable. Uh, and he was, uh, you know, for fifteen minutes, he became so famous, so well known, and accomplished so much in fifteen minutes. One of his taglines, of course, in introducing John was the Tar Heel Gardener, known from the mountains to the sea. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you guys for helping me out on that. It's always a pleasure to listen to you, sir. Hey Tom, call us again. Thank I wish you. you'd call us a little more. Don't uh, don't hold back. Oh, I'll do we it. like I'll to do hear it. you. Yeah. <laughs> See how easy it is. Yeah. We're not gonna yell at you or anything. <laughs> uh, well, I like hearing the old stories. I do. Yeah. It's, it's nice yeah. to hear y'all ramble. And uh, thank you. That's that's basically what it is. Now, is I, rambling. I, I, that's a compliment to me. <laughs> ramble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. I did hear something several months ago. I wanted to ask about. Um, something about a chitlin group that meets in January. <laughs> Did y'all ever settle where that's going to be this year? Well, we we have picked our next year. We have picked in January, Tom. Uh, uh, what's the name of it, Mike? Out there on on Western Boulevard, Pam's. Pam's. Yeah, Pam's, Pam's Farmhouse. Now, uh, what what you need to do, Tom? You've got to be asked to be a member of the Chitlin Club, and I'd like to, as the, I'm what you call the great one of the club. I, he is I, that. I hate to use okay. that term, but that's what they name me, the great one. <laughs> okay. And and I would like to invite you to become a member of that. And so what you need to do, if you will call my office and talk to Cheryl. Don't ask for the great one, but uh, you just ask for Rufus. or Oh, you don't yeah, even have yeah, to ask yeah, for yeah, Rufus. Just ask for Rufus or our Cheryl will answer the phone. If you've got a piece of paper there, I'll give you the number right now. I got it. Nine one nine. Yes, sir. Eight two nine. Nineteen eighty eight. That's the office of my. That's my law office, and and that way we can line you up to be to be a a part of the, of my recommendation. Because we're just not going to let any kind of person no. in that club. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you you do like chitlins, don't you? Well, I once at one time in my life so far, so I'm not ignorant about it. Okay. Well, you, you, we, we'll have these will be edible because one of the requirements is that you at least at least sample chitlins. Yes, but I mean the, you have to. You but have the to rest be. of the the meal is just going to be a fabulous meal. Yeah, and you will meet some of the greatest people there. All I hate to, now if you don't like lawyers, 
There are a lot of lawyers there. There are judges there, a lot of lawyers there. This was started by uh, Carr Scott, uh, former governor of North Carolina, who uh, started it, I believe, when he was ag commissioner. Uh, Is that uh, correct? That that is correct. Great one? That is correct. All right. But as long as the lawyers can deal with the lowly NC State graduate, I'm fine. Uh, (laughs) We we do that very well. There there are plenty of NC Staters out there. Don't don't worry about that, Tom. Well, they they even put up, yeah, they they put up with me, Tom. I'm a Carolina guy, but a great supporter of the J.C. Rawson Arboretum. That's right. Uh, Ann's old old haunt place. place. I love that place. Mm -hmm. I love it. As we do, all (laughs) of us. Yeah. And we we would love to invite you, and you you are invited by the head of the group, the great one. How about that? I appreciate that. You can't beat that. You really we'll, We'll give you details when you call. That number. All right, Tom, go home and practice. Eat some chitlins tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks. Take care, Tom. Aren't you glad you called this morning? I bet he is. All right, 919-860-9783. Miss Abby, please hold on, and we'll talk to you after the news here on WPTF. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. More coming up on the Weekend Gardener on WPTF.